Hello everyone, this is Jay Dobbins on the Marvel DC Multiverse. We are now at episode 406. And I'll be doing a my review on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, spoiler alert, if you have not yet seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I strongly suggest that you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, um, so during the days... Uh, during her days of entrapment in the quantum realm, Janet Van Dyne encounters Kang, an exiled traveler who claims that they can both escape from the realm if she can help him rebuild his uh, multiversal power core. Um, after they manage to repair it, Janet sees a vision of Kang conquering and destroying entire timelines. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, so, she, uh, Kang reveals, uh, he was exiled by his own variants out of fear. Huh. Um, which drives, uh, drives Janet to turn on him. Outmatched Janet uses her pan particles Outmatch, uh, Janet uses her pen particles to enlarge um, the power core and render it unusable. In the present day, after the Battle of Earth, Scott Lang has become a successful memoirist and uh, has been living happily with his girlfriend, Hope Van Dyne. Scott's now teenage daughter. Um, Cassie has become a political activist, resulting in her spending some time in jail before being bailed out by her father. While visiting uh, Hope's parents, Hank Pam and Janet, um, after visiting Hope's parents, Hank Pam and Janet, Cassie reveals that she's been working on a device that can make contact with the quantum realm. Upon learning of this, Janet panics and forcefully shuts off the device, but um, the message is received, resulting in a portal that opens and pulls the five of them into the quantum realm. So Scott and Cassie are found by natives who are rebelling against their ruler, while Hope uh, Janet and Hank explore a sprawling city to get ans- uh, to get an- answers. Um, Hope, Janet, and Hank meet with Lord Kryler, a formerly ally of Janet, who reveals that things have changed since she left, and that he is now working for Kang, who is now the realm's ruler. The three are forced to flee and steal Kryler's ship. The Langs are told are told by the rebels leader um, Chintora that Janet's involvement with Kang is indirectly responsible for his rise to power. The rebels soon come under attack by Kang's forces, led by Modok, who is revealed to be Darren Cross having survived his apparent death at Scott's hands. Um, the Langs are taken to uh, taken to Kang, who demands that Scott 
helps get his power core back or else he will kill uh, Cassie. Um, Scott is taken to the core's location and shrinks down. Um, he is nearly drowned in a sea of variants of himself. Uh, Hope. But Hope arrives and helps him um, acquire the power call, core. However, Kane uh, reneges on uh, the deal, capturing Janet and destroying the sh her ship with Hang on it. After being rescued by his aunts, who were also pulled into the quantum realm, uh, rapidly evolved and became hyper intelligent. So Hank, um, so Hank helps Scott and Hope as they make their way to Kang. Cassie's uh, Cassie rescues Gentora and they commence in sorry commence in uprising against Kang and his army. During the fight, Cassie appeals to Cross Cross's character, of course, which convinces him to turn sides and fight Kang. Though this cost him his life. So Janet fixes the power core as she, Hank, Hope, and Cassie jump through a portal home. Um, but Kang attacks Scott, nearly beating him into submission. Hope returns and, together um, with Scott, destroy the power core and knock uh, Kang into it. Causing him to be pulled into oblivion. Um, Cassie reopens the portal, um, and of course, Cassie reopens the portal on her, um, on her end for Scott and Hope to return home. As Scott happily resumes his life, he begins to rethink what he was told about Kang's death being the start of something terrible happening, but brushes it off. In the mid-credit scenes, numerous very uh, numerous variants of Kang meet to discuss the Conqueror's death and plan their uprising. Concerned by the increasing interest in the in the multiverse by the heroes of Earth Six One Six. In a post-credit scene, another post-credit scene. Um, in the mid-credit scenes, and of course, that's the mid-credit scenes, of course, in the post-credit scene, or in credits, Loki and Mobius spot another Kang variant named Victor Timely in the 1900s. So, um, I would say this movie was okay. I mean, I won't, I won't, uh, I can't say it was really worth the wait, because, Honestly, it wasn't wasn't really worth the wait, but um, it was okay though. I mean, Kang pretty much stole the movie, so I mean, special effects was okay. I wish they could have worked on uh, Modok CGI. Could have done some better CGI on Modok, of course. But um, special effects was good. Storyline was cool. I mean, it was interesting, but um, I felt like they could have done more. You know. Like, more action, you know, instead of 
trying to train, you know, instead of Ant-Man trying to, you know, uh, training Cassie, you know, but, uh, as far as Kang, you know, obviously he travels through time lines, so obviously he did see, obviously he went back in time during the quantum realm when Janet was stuck there, so I guess it kind of just, I guess it changes time, I guess. I think he's going to be the cause of an incursion, you know, a successful one of that. Um, and of course, you know, oh, by the way, uh, David Asmolshin was in the movie. He he voiced the uh, character Veb, you know, the one that makes people drop, drink, you know, drink his ooze in order to understand his language. So, um,. So, yeah, he made an appearance. However, he didn't play Kurt this time. He just played Beb. Um, of course, they had an all-star cast. They had Bill Murray in it as well. Um, I mean, obviously, they decided to put MODOK into the Ant-Man film instead of the Iron Man film. Because MODOK is normally... Normally, MODOK is in... Um, an Iron Man villain, not an Ant Man villain, but obviously they try to put him in there some. They try to you know put him in there somehow, and of course you know um, Kang. You know I like Kang's performance, so and of course you know he's this is obviously this takes place after Loki. So ever since the main Loki was killed, I mean sorry, ever since the main Kang was killed, that created multiple realities, making it far worse. Now you have millions of Kangs. In the multiverse. And let's not forget, you know, the multiverse is infinite possibilities. So obviously, it's not just him. You know, you have to kill every single Kang from every single universe, which that's, I don't know how they, I don't know how the Avengers are going to pull that off in the Kang Dynasty or in the Secret Wars. But um, obviously, the Avengers, or the new Avengers rather, got their work cut out for them. But one thing that bothered me about the post credit scenes, as far as the numerous variants, obviously, it looked like millions of them. If you can have all these Kang variants, why not T'Challa variant? You know, why not T'Challa? You know, I mean, because obviously there are T'Challa variants in in season one of Marvel's What If. However, on the big screen, there's no excuse why they can't have another variant on a silver screen that's you know played by a different actor with a different uh, different story, different you know. So obviously. Whoever whoever plays you know the new T'Challa, the variant of course, since they killed off Earth six one six T'Challa, shouldn't be as nervous. Don't you know? Shouldn't have anything to worry about since you know you're not really replacing Earth six one six. You just uh, it just all it is is just going to be just an alternate version, you know, a multiverse uh, T'Challa. So. I mean that could work. So, but anyway, storyline was interesting. Special effects and CGI was okay. I feel like they could have done better, but I don't know. It's, it's like they didn't have enough time to do it. That's how I feel, you know. After watching the, you know, looking at the CGI, it didn't look as real as I had hoped. But, um, you know, now we know. Okay, but the question was, you know, one thing that bothered me is what is that? Why, why would Janet keep that a secret? It's a, you you would think it was important for her to tell them that, oh yeah, um, there is a 
a murdering time traveler in the quantum realm. But obviously, we were able to explore, you know, see more of the quantum realm because we were kind of like, you know, we didn't know the quantum realm was a city inside. You know, we didn't know that. But now, you know, after watching the first trailer, we were now we know. But you know, like I said, it was okay. You know, again, Kang stole the movie pretty much. So, um, I would give it a probably a seven out of. 10 because Kang pretty much stole the film but um but oh by the way the movie as far as the box office goes the movie made 359.3 million dollars worldwide on a production budget of 200 million so yeah um will it will it make a billion or half of that we don't know but only time will tell so but uh, it was good. Uh, but um, oh, and by the way, I didn't know David Desmolson was in the movie until I saw the credits, and he was obviously he was the voice of Vev, the ooze guy. And also, I didn't even recognize his voice. That's funny. But anyway, um, you know, it was nice to know that David was in there. So, David, if you're hearing this, uh, keep up the good work, bro. I'm proud of you. And as always, I'm always you know. I was all, you know, I'm honored. I was, I am honored to have met you at Planet Comic Con. So, but anyway, um, I guess that's it. You know, even my best friend Regina said it was okay. But anyway, um, yeah, judging by all these Kang variants, the millions of them that exist in the multiverse, the Avengers or whoever's left. Had their work cut out for them. But then again, I heard they were bringing back the original, uh, you know, Avengers anyway. Like uh, a multiverse Iron Man, multiverse Scarlet Witch, multiverse, Cap you know, Steve Rogers. So, and I guess multiverse T'Challa. So, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, that concludes this uh, review. Feel, feel free to visit us, like us on Facebook. We are available on iTunes, Google Play Music App, Spotify, and of course, YouTube.